Having a normal one tonight. Always. You guys want more, no more things up, Google? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there we go. Welcome in yep. wow. to the DMVR Avalanche Podcast. I guess that's a no. Definitely sounded weird. Yeah, I did it on purpose that time, though. <laughs> so weird. Uh, Avs lose to uh, the Anaheim Ducks 4-3 to three in the shootout. They also lost by the same score to the Arizona Coyotes the other night. That game felt like it was fairly competitive. You felt okay getting one point out of it. This one, you feel like the Avs kind of left a point on the table. Hmm. Still happy with the point? I mean, you're not happy when a team has an eight-game losing streak coming into the game and you lose to them. No. Sure. You're not happy about that. But I, I've said this previously. You're going to lose games. So if you do it in overtime, that's better than doing it in regulation. So, no, you don't feel happy about it, man. But And it puts a lot of pressure on tomorrow to at least get to overtime. Yep. To feel like you have a 500 road trip. It's a successful enough road trip. You're fine. It's not bad. It's not a disaster. It's, you know, it's fine. Sure. You don't love your position, but, you know, when you you now have points in, this is eight of, I'm sorry, nine of ten nine games. Of ten. Yep. It's, it's, again, in the macro, it's, you don't feel that bad about it, but in the micro, in the scope of just tonight, Ivan Prozvatov isn't very good, so you got a point out of that. Okay. You absolutely feel like you left another point on the table, though. Yep, you absolutely you had a you had a three one you had a three one lead yep. in this hockey game, and you lose. You absolutely feel like you left a point on the table. Pretty yeah, safely, and it's the National Hockey League. I mean, <laughs> there's no gimmies. There's no easy games. This is as easy as it gets. Yep. You have a team that's lost eight in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your chip shot, right? You know, I mean, this is your easy one. Yep. Uh, and it shows you that if you're not full throttle, you're not going all out. Uh, you know, you're lackadaisical at times. Mm-hmm. Like they were tonight. You know, I mean, it's... It didn't have the atmosphere of a playoff game, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's, yeah. there's another level. We all know that McKinnon's got another... I mean, right? Ranthanen's got another level. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sound like negative towards those guys. I'm saying, but you know, like Mac had some nice, you know, uh, shifts no, here and there. I, and I'm just saying, but you know, you you get paid to to produce. Yeah, I'm, and, I don't care how know. good it looked. I'm sorry, you got yeah. zero goals from your entire forward that, that, That's, what I'm that's to say, yeah. not good enough. They, you know, we're on the same page. I just, I, I, you gotta be, you gotta bring your heart rate up. You do. You, you just can't be half ass and go and oh, it didn't work. And I go. So there's another level. The Avs have another level. I mean, this might have been the best game. The I was gonna say the Mighty Ducks doesn't exist anymore. The Ducks have. <laughs> they should go back. This to being is the probably Ducks. their best game they've had in their last <laughs> ten games, right? You know what I mean? And, Get them tiff. But it just shows you every team's got pride. Every team's got you know. The last time they faced the Avs, they lost eight two. Yep. Don't think they weren't talking about that before the game. And then yeah. they've gone on eight games uh, without you know winning. So all of a sudden, the team that had the Biggest heart rate, you know, up for the most part of the game, won the game. That's it. I mean, it's that simple. Is it the better team? No. Avs are a better team. But the, the other team played better. I mean, you got three goals from your back end. <laughs> you should be able to win the game, like Rudo just said. Your goalie was not better than the goalie across from him. <sighs> your special teams were not better than their special teams. Not even teams. close. <laughs> so right away, 
you're not, it's not a position to win a game, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, got to overtime, got to shootout. These guys connected on the shootout. The Avs didn't. Here's the point. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah, your big guys couldn't. Uh, your your two best forwards don't score in the shootout. Um, arguably, your best player this season. Yeah. Does not play one second in overtime. Yep. Uh, as he apparently was too injured to finish the game, even though he stayed on a bench. But whatever. It's a weird situation. What's the difference that's all. At that uh, point, yeah, it doesn't really know. matter. Yeah. I don't know. But that's disappointing. I mean, all of it's disappointing, man. Yep. It's just disappointing. Let's do the 60-second rundown before we get more disappointed than we already are. Oh, yeah. It feels <laughs> like we just did a four-minute rundown. Uh, Avs really did not play very well through the first portion of the first period, but Ugh. it kind of just didn't matter. Bowen Byram scores twice anyway. <laughs> they get a two-goal lead. They give one back, but then Devontae gets a third. The Avs are up 3-1 after the first period. Really should be in control of this game. They give two back in the second, including two goals against on the power play for Anaheim. And then the third period happens. Uh, the Avs do generate some good chances in the third. You feel like this game was theirs for the taking. They just couldn't put a puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. That game goes to overtime. Overtime was honestly not that interesting. And then you get to the shootout where the Avs just can't score a goal. And they lose the game. I don't know. It just felt like they could not get this one over the finish line. Yeah. Despite a... Well, let's let's talk about this. Because... The Avs do score three goals in the first period. By the end of it, the shot numbers look pretty even. But the first half of it, pretty uh, pretty Anaheim-sided, really. What's, uh, what's the magic sauce? Not that you're not going to complain about a period that the Avs win 3-1, right? But you're not going to consistently come out of periods 3-1 the way that period was played. Well, and that was, I think, the, the thing about it is that you're like, it's 3-1. They finished. The goals are pretty good. And the first goal is pretty weak. Yeah. And then the two finishes after that are awesome finishes. For sure. Um, but you just don't play very well. Yeah. You, you give up a lot of scoring chances. You make pros of a tough work. And yep. he plays really well for you. In that period. Yeah. He plays really well for you, obviously, in that period. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> just just cage the beast, my I'm, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, you you force him. I, I, my My encouragement was that. All that work early on was going to get him into it. It was going to get him into a rhythm. Sure. And that was going to put him into a good place um, so that he doesn't give up a free one at some point. That's not how it went. But, I mean, ultimately, that first period, you just don't play a good game. You give up way too many chances. You give up way too many um, scoring chances and high danger chances. And I'm in rushes. And you just don't play a good game. You don't play a tight defensive game. You try to play a little too loosey-goosey back and forth. It goes well enough for you. You remember the Byram, Byram's first goal comes after he, a massive a defensive lapse on his Exactly. Part. Yeah. It comes after the, a stop on a breakaway. Yep. And they get the odd man rush going the other way, which I don't know how that happens. Like, I, whatever. But you end up you end up with an odd man rush and you score and you're like, woohoo, it's great. But it's, it's papering over the deeper problems. And then you play way better in the second period, but you give up goals. Yep. And that's how hockey goes sometimes. Like, it's unfair in that way. Anaheim felt like they played the better period, and they, they played down they, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they lose the period on the scoreboard. And Colorado 
outplays the Ducks the rest of the game and lose the game. Yep. And that's that's how hockey goes sometimes. It's just it's a cruel sport in that way. Personally, it's my favorite thing about the sport, but it is cruel in that way. So, you know, it's that first period was definitely a it, it was just not tight enough defensively from for my liking and I can guarantee you the coaching staff is watching it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Not okay. Absolutely not. Definitely too many odd man rushes against, but how do you feel about it? E? Well, the, I agree with that. I, I, me, I'm going back to my comment there of bringing your heart rate up. I sure. Mean, I think you just, that's how you give up on man rushes because you're, you're going at it a half fast or you turn the puck over or you just misread your guy or you're coming back, you're, you're just not fully engaged, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, like, you know, it could be Olofsson that, you know, gets beat wide, right? You know what I mean? Then it creates chaos between Manson and, yeah. and Byram, and then you make a decision, and the guy makes a nice play. But it comes down to it's the National Hockey League. you you mm-hmm. got to have pedal to the metal. Like you said, you know, they, they played good at times, you know. I mean, you should. You're a better yeah. team than they are. Um, and it's a team that's lost eight in a row. So, again, the Avs, they've won eight out of nine, whatever it is. And there'll be nights like the Phoenix game and this one where uh, you feel like there's there's some left in the tank, which is a good thing tonight because they're playing again tomorrow, right? <laughs> so it just feels like there was a lot left in the tank. It, it feels like you could have executed better. Um, you could have finished better. You know, Colton on that play there. He's got Gibson beat. You yep. can't say that's a save by Gibson. He's laying on his belly, and he has no idea where the puck is. And Russ puts it on his, you know, and I'm not Just blaming right Russ. Right into his I'm pad, saying, yeah. But yeah. they didn't execute. They didn't finish. Um, they had chances to win that game. They didn't. And, you know, again, you want to be a championship team, which they, which they are. They're not going to be perfect all the time. But you're up 3-1 on the road where you've lost the last game. I don't care if it was in overtime. You still lost. Mm-hmm. you got to have the killer instinct to, to find a way to to finish a team that's lost eight in a row. And that's know? that's where the, the power play hurt them because they have 100%. they have yeah. opportunities to put this game away. And they just don't 100%. and they don't and, and to be honest with you, their power plays aren't even competitive. Yep. It's not that they and and you know we talked in the pregame about hey they've scored goals in, in nine straight. Well they've had yeah. pretty good results in those nine games. Mm-hmm. They don't get it tonight. They lose the game. And they, that's not to say the it's the power play's fault. <laughs> it's not. It's the penalty kill's fault, but (laughs) but it's it's not a coincidence that they lose the special teams battle badly. Yep, and that's too hard to overcome at five v five. It's kind of what we talked about with this power play, right? As long as it's scoring, there's nothing you can say about it, even if it looks bad. If puck's going in, whatever. Yeah, but the second it stops scoring. It's a problem. You care an awful lot more about process as, yeah. soon as, as soon as the process stops producing results. Exactly. So I, I, clearly both sides of special teams needed to be better tonight, as you said. Yeah. But uh, the power play just feels so obvious that they've been doing the same thing for the better part of a month now. And you knew that wasn't going to keep working forever. I mean, a month. Six years. <laughs> yeah, basically, since Ray Bennett got here, the Avalanche power play has not materially changed. Yeah, it's been these three guys, and then some changes to some some moving parts in the middle of the ice. You know, with Arturi Lekkinen, Val Nachushkin, Gabe Landeskog, JT Comfer, 
Jonathan Duran, Ryan Johansson, some other guys sure. that have like briefly moonlighted there. Yep. Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> but it's these three guys. And as I talked about in the pregame, it's no surprise that I'm going to go back to this in the postgame now that it, they didn't do this and it didn't work. But Miko Rantanen has 55 goals last season. He's a premier goal scorer in the NHL. He's the best goal scorer on the Avalanche. And you're actively not feeding that guy. And you're, you, you, he, has, he has one big one-timer attempt, and yep. that is it. Yep. Some of that's on Miko because sure. he loves to get cute and look for other things. And the guy's, the guy's almost too creative for his own good. Yep. Yeah. Because he can see the, he wants to make that, that pass on the back door. He Seam wants to, to McKinnon. Yeah, and he, there's there, you know, the, the scene pass. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that he wants to do. And it's just like, Miko, just shoot the damn thing. <laughs> and that, I think that's uh, that it, it would help him if he would simplify his game just a little bit for a little while. Yeah. Until he really gets back rolling. And then maybe he can try some cute stuff again. But right now, Miko Ranton, it doesn't look any good. I mean, you're going on, what, four or five games without a goal from him. Right. It's, it's getting too long. Well, and this is the way. It was like that 100 years ago. It's going to be like this 100 years from now when you're struggling like that, you know. <laughs> and I would never tell Miko how to play hockey. He's way better than <laughs> all of us combined, you know. I mean, right? What but, the... Right? No, no, but it's a fact. <laughs> we don't add to... much to that quotient <laughs> there. It's all right. All three of us combined. You're Miko to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, no. This is not negative. What I'm, what I'm saying is, it's very simple. When you're struggling, because he is. Let's call a spade a spade right now. Yep. My favorite forward on the Avalanche. I tell you guys that all the time. When you're struggling, you go back to basics. Uh-huh. You don't invent the game. You bend your knees. You dig in. You drive. You know what I mean? What's your What's your specialty? It's your shot. Shoot the puck. You know what I mean? Don't try the cutesy plays like you just said. Get back to meat and potatoes, right? Goes back to food all the time, right? Get back to meat and potatoes. Keep it simple and go. And that's, and that that that's for Miko. That's for the power play. You know, it's very simple. What I'm going to say here, and then coaches over over the over the time that I played for, it was very simple. The coaches always said the same thing. There's five of you. There's four of them. If you work harder than them, you will have the puck. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Forget about the rest. But right now, they're just too cutesy and they're not shooting. And then when they shoot, then, oh, they lose in. Then it gets out. And, you know, and again, caught up to them a little bit tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, on the power play we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, it was inevitable. And, and again, this is, listen, this is not being negative. This is, you know, we love this team. You know, I, I do. I believe they're going to come out of the West. I, I do believe this is the first 20 games that they need it. They, they've been real good. Have they been perfect? No. Are they going to be perfect? No, it doesn't exist. But this is a team that has everything to come out of the West, and they will come out of the West. Yeah. You know, go back to this pod, like, you know, game yeah, 21, totally. whatever we are, 23. Um, but, yes, but those are the things in a playoff game because we're not stupid. We know this is not the playoffs. We know this is game 23. But Bettinar, every presser goes back to how do you win in the playoffs? Yeah. So this is a playoff game tonight. It's not enough intensity. It's not. You nope. know what I mean? Because if you play like that, and I go back to the heart rate, and I'm going, you know, like, what's his name? Their heart rate, heart rate, heart rate. You know, whatever. Oh, Gene Simmons. Yes, whatever his name is. Not Gene Simmons. Yeah, the other one. I whatever. always get him yeah, confused. Heart rate, There's heart another rate. one? <laughs> well, not a singer. The other guy. Yeah, I, I think they're Simmons. both named Gene Simmons. No, it's not. I'll have to Google him. Anyway. 
Somebody will <laughs> tell us. Um, I didn't know there were two. <laughs> well, there's the, the Kiss Singers, the other one. Yeah. Uh, no, this guy, uh, uh, Simmons. They're both Gene Simmons, I think. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, it's Richard Simmons. It's Richard, Richard Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Heart rate, heart rate, heart rate. I mean, honestly, you got to bring your heart rate up. You do. You know, because you're too young. Mike Richter was G uh, Richard, Simmons. Richard Simmons yeah. one year. It was unbelievable at Halloween. <laughs> it was the best. So it's always like, oh, heart rate, heart rate. You know, and, and I'm going back and I'm being stupid with the heart rate thing, but you got to bring your heart rate up to play in the National Hockey yeah. League. And it, it goes from Miko to a call up. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and tonight, if you <laughs> thank you, Richard Simmons. <laughs> but. Um, I just, I just, I hate when you leave a point on the table. That's what bugs me tonight. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not saying this team's shit. Uh, I'm not saying they're butt poopy farts. <laughs> there it is. There this, it is. Uh, this game was I pretty butt you. poopy Damn. fart, I think. I, I was going to use this line, <laughs> butt poopy fart. Okay. But, exactly. We got we got all the Simmons messed up. Uh, whatever. My all over the place. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I just feel you left a point on the table tonight. I don't like mm -hmm. that. That's that's my only negative thing. Well, and, and here's the reality. When you are as good of a player as Miko Rantanen is, the expectations are higher. Yeah. If Logan O'Connor comes in and doesn't score on these opportunities, you're like, yeah, it's Logan O'Connor. I mean. Guy's never had a 10-goal season right. in his life. And he's, exactly. And he's, he's doing all this. Like, give me a break. But when, yeah. when you're Miko Rantanen, when you're Nathan McKinnon, the expectations are that high. And for the Avs to win on a consistent basis, they need to be their best players. Yeah. It's not a complicated thing. And the people, the people that often cry about the... Oh, what about the depth? What about the other guys doing something? You got it tonight. Like, oh, you know, we need other guys need to score. Oh, we don't have a this. We don't have a that. You know, one of the, the one of the areas that I think tonight really did did highlight a problem is you have a coaching problem. And that's not to say I'm saying you need to get rid of Jared Bednar. There's a systems problem. You have a trust issue. Yep. Because Right now, and, and I wrote about this the other day, Ross Colton is slowly taking over the second-line center job in terms of trust, time on ice, and just you know, general situ usage yeah. situations that he's comfortable throwing his that line out onto the ice. But the production is also followed with Ross Colton. Wood and Colton combine on assists on, on Byram's first goal. They should have had a – Ross Colton should have had another goal tonight. You're looking at his production. His production is starting to creep into the 50-point pace. It, closer to it. It's still, I believe, in the 40s. Yeah. But you are you are still talking about a, a line that is producing more than you would expect a little bit, just given their contract reputations, etc. But you have a serious coaching issue because Nathan McKinnon played 29 minutes tonight. Yep. You're talking about heart rate. We're talking about laziness. We saw this. We saw this a year ago with Kale McCarr. Playing 29 minutes a game. You just run out of gas eventually. It took yeah. something out. It took some of the 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 pizzazz out yeah. of Kale McCarr's game. And we're seeing the same thing happen with Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon and Val Nachushkin right now. All that speed and all that electricity and all that dynam that dynamic stuff that they're able to do, especially working hard in the offensive zone, is gone when they have to play more minutes than most defensemen played tonight in the NHL. That has to get cut way down. 
not 29 to 25 like they've done with it Picard needs to this be year 23. and yeah. have found wonderful results. That needs to go from 29 to maybe 21, 22. Sure. It needs to get cut a lot. And I personally, what I'm saying is I don't care where those minutes come from. I'm not going to pick and choose. Right now, your fourth line is getting scored on every single night. Yeah, I you can't give them to that. those guys. Yeah. So I would just say easily, that can't happen. But your third line, your second line, pick pick, pick them. Go three and a half minutes per. I don't care. You can't keep playing Jonathan Drew in 12 minutes a night and keep him well, in and, that spot. And Tomas like, Tatar plays eight same. minutes yeah, eight Which minutes is tonight. even worse. Yeah. And, and you can say, well, what have they done to earn it? What have what have your top line done to earn twenty nine minutes? I, I'm with you, and here's what I'm going to say to this because I'm at different. Um, how can I say this? Like I'm not first line, second line, third yeah. line. You know, because I wasn't. You know, <laughs> so I believe in like you know what you're part of a team, and mm-hmm. and I I believe Mark Crawford was the best of that. I for me that I ever played for. Um, feeling his bench and feeling who was hot and who was hot together. Um, and there's nights that I don't care if you're the so-called fourth line, like you were playing more than, than the other ones because you were gone. Yeah. And, and and I'm not criticizing Jared Bednar here. I'm not because I do believe he's the top three coach in the National Hockey League. I, I, I'm going to say that. And I say it out loud uh, and I'll say it again. But if you look at the disparity of the five-on-five five minutes that we were just talking about, like – the top line plays like butt poopy, whatever it is. What is it? <laughs> butt poopy fart. <laughs> butt poopy fart ton more than everybody else. And it's like, eh. for me, for me, because I, I don't like second and third line. Like Ross Colton, LOC, and Woody Woodpecker. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a coach. I throw those guys out there a ton more because they can handle it, first of all. They can, they're all young. They can all go a lot more, and they thrive at five on five. And when your top end guys aren't going, I agree with everybody here. You got to throw those guys more. You have to. You know what I mean? And it's yes. like, and that's where I am criticizing a little bit, Bedsy, on this well, one. You know what I mean? Because you just have yep. to. You have to feel it more. And then maybe Mac and Miko, and they have a little more gas, a little more juice, and it's like, okay. Oh, we're not going right now well, this offensive zone face-off. Yeah. These guys are going. Of course they're going. Their heart rate's up. Yours is not. It's the law of diminishing returns. That's it. That's, that's, me. that's what this is. It's the law of diminishing yeah. returns. You have overextended your top line with the expectation that they be your top line for 29 minutes. If that was ever effective in the history of the NHL, don't, <laughs> don't you think that coaches would have eventually started putting top? Do you think Wayne Gretzky wouldn't have played 29 minutes a night? If it worked. Right. And, and like, tonight is obviously they played more and overtime skewed those numbers a little bit. I get that. But not that much. They've been playing 24 minutes a night right in that range pretty consistently. That needs to come down to 21 or 22. It has to come down. And you look like you look at a night like tonight and you look at that third line of Colton and Wood and O'Connor and yes, I get it. They didn't finish their opportunities, but they played pretty well. They were generating quality chances. You give mm. them an extra shift or two, maybe they find one. Yeah, and one of the other areas that you can easily right off the top, you can find time, your second power play unit. Yep. You play have Bowen Byram with two goals and you sit him for almost the entirety of extra man time because you're playing your top unit almost the full two minutes. Yep. I know, Eric, this has been a big thing for you after the first minute. Like pull it. him off. And there have been <laughs> multiple situations 
in this game where the puck was either cleared or they had a face-off with a minute, 40 seconds, something like that to go. They leave them out and there. And they leave them out there. Yeah, that's my pet peeve, yeah. And you're talking, you're talking, you've you've set up your you've set that unit up for failure at the end of it because now they're tired. But you've also not done yourself any favors if you get back to five on five anytime soon. Because after the two minute shift, they're going to need to sit. They're going to need to sit. You're gonna to need to play all three other lines before you can get them out there. And instead of doing that, it's the top line once again. Okay, I've played two lines. I'm antsy. Let's over the ports. We got to go over the ports. They haven't played in two minutes. Let's go. It's just an overusage. It's a law of diminishing return. And this is where uh, I can be unhappy with Miko Rantanen's play all I want, but I don't think Jared Bednar is setting those guys up for success. That's an area that I really am frustrated with right now. It's way too much for that top line. 100% agree. I do want to talk about the fourth line and some other things a little bit more, but before we do... If you're injured like Kale McCarr, or if you get dropped to the ice by Kale McCarr, he dropped a few kids today. Uh, Call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222 today. Uh, But honestly, if you were in a situation where maybe it was a car accident, maybe you were at work, maybe something happened where you were injured and not at fault, you can call Bacchus and Shanker at the two number or go to coloradolaw.net to get a free consultation. If they think you have a case, they'll take it on and you pay nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid. So go check it out. Go get with Bacchus and Shanker today. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the 25-plus years they've been doing it. So they're very, very good at what they do. Get with them. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Then we're also brought to you by Circus Sports and their uh, betting app. You can go right now and download the app today. Go get in on it. Have some fun. Uh, and, of course, you can get in on all sorts of amazing options, including the uh, NFL Survivor Pool. Uh, you can jump in on that. Uh, the contest currently running right now. Uh, tons of other options over at Circus Sports. Whatever you want to get in on, uh, jump on with it. Uh, you can also go, of course, to Las Vegas and, and bet in person if that's your thing. If not, you know how to do it. Go with Circus Sports. Go get your app today. Go download it at CircusSports.com. Of course, you must be physically located in the state of Colorado and be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ProblemGamblingColorado.org. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Fourth line. Uh, I'm getting scored on. Particularly, That's all I, have to say. I think Freddie Olafson has been struggling a little bit as of late. You see him on uh, Anaheim's second goal tonight. He just gets beat out wide. Clearly beat. It causes chaos for the Avs' defensive coverage. Puck ends up in the back of their net, and it's a one-goal game. The thing is, if you're a fourth line, I'm not even going to say stop getting scored on necessarily, but I'm saying you have to go even or better. And they are not producing goals as of late. So that means, yeah, stop getting scored most nights. Like you're not, and that's fine if they don't get scored on. Yeah. And if you're, you go three games in a row and you're, you haven't given up any goals and you haven't scored any goals. Fine. You're fine. Yeah. The team looks at you and goes, we're good. It'd be great if they were adding energy and some of those guys are killing penalties and they're doing, they're doing some other things, but just don't lose the game. Right. But like, that fourth line does not exist to score goals. It exists to not give up goals and to be a home for specialists, which is one of the things we were talking about like with Riley Tufty 
him being like a weird fit there because he doesn't PK for you. He doesn't play on a power play. What does he do? Right now, all three of the guys on your fourth line, Cogliano, Kimi, Ranta, and Olofsson, play on your PK. So those guys all have something that they contribute beyond that. But you can't turn around and give up two penalty kill goals and get scored on at 5v5. It's not good. You can't do that. Your fourth line cannot be a part of that mess. That's a bloodbath for guys that are on your fourth line. Cannot be a part of that. Well, again, I'm going back to I hate using the one, two, three, four, but we all know there's a pecking order. I mean, give and take. So mm-hmm. call that line. For me, it's very simple. It's number one thing is you just said it, even or better. I love that line. I love that with those words. Has a line that is supposed to bring, and they've done it. They've done it at times this year, obviously. Um, you can't get scored on. That is yeah. the number one thing. Uh, number number two things is is you. I, I used to play in Ottawa, and I remember the stats being there in the training room, like who has drawn the most penalties and and things like that. So as a line, as a group, right there, you, you can contribute to the game a lot more than just goals, mm. right? Of course, no goals against. Yeah. B create energy. B create power plays. Create momentum. Create chaos. And, and that's where I think. They haven't done that the last few games. You know, remember they had that mm-hmm. big game where they had three goals against Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, it was that eight games ago. Yeah, it's been a little quiet since. That's why I hate judging lines like that on production because the production is so in, on paper a lot more different places. Yeah. And when you have a team like that as a top heavy, and I'm going back to the top line again, the top guys. The one thing I don't care if you're a squirt. A Bantam, junior hockey player, college hockey player. The one thing you can do that will get hockey players gone is their ice. You take away their ice time. I, I don't care what it is. And I know it's easy because you pay those guys and then you have an offensive zone face off. You're like, oh, they're due. They're due. But they haven't been gone for five, six, seven, eight shifts. Sometimes you just got to pump the brakes and you're yeah. like, you know what? Woody, LOC, yeah. Russ, yeah. get out there. And then it's like, oh, whoa. You have a little bit of pride, you know what I mean? And you're like, mm, we're not going. It will get you going. Because that's the one thing you can do is take away their ice. And and you know they're going to play again. I mean, come on now. We, we all know they're going to. They're some of the best players. Again, we're nitpicking here. That's some of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. And guys that have produced and guys that have won two years ago and that will win again. You know what I mean? But when you're in a little thing like this in a slump so to speak and again we're going to say he's in a slump and McKinnon's got what 25,000 points in the last seven games but we know he's got more right it's an approximate number that feels correct <laughs> yeah exactly you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know what I mean we're nitpicking him but totally. it's not like but that's the difference tonight between a win and a loss right and that's yeah. you know and again it's like oh my god can you imagine if you're a fan of I don't know San Jose you know you might you might, you know you'd be complaining a lot more no i mean those guys want to win and they want to win every night you know what i mean and and as coaches as team as fans as media people you know what i mean like you want what's best for them and that that's why it's fun it's a drug you know what i mean it's a rush (laughs) right aj was pacing during the game we all know that oh i'm a pacer man yeah (laughs) and it's fun that's why it's awesome you know what i mean but and then you talk about it what what can you do better and don't think the guys aren't on the on the it's a bus tonight because they're busting daily but what are you talking about it? Hey, what can we do better? You know what I mean? Like, I remember Patty Wall was the best. You know what I mean? Like he'd be like, 
in the back of the bus and going about the PK because you no, know, they gave up two goals tonight, right? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing. This whole bus ride tonight, it would have been a scratch paper and a pen and going like this and, hey, come here. Hey, you, come here. You know, let's talk about this. And you know what I mean? And that's what you do. That's why it's fun. You want, you want to get better. You want to fix things. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing right now. We're just trying to fix the... The big well, loss and, and again, it's it's a it's an entire team thing too. Yeah. You look at the first goal against the Avs, and you're saying, "What are you covering, Devon? You're actively yeah. moving yourself you're, out of the passing lane. Your best defensive defenseman, yep. whatever, and and one of the guys who has been an elite PK guy across the NHL over the last handful of years. He is positioned specifically to take away a cross crease pass." Just, and it just it just teleports through him. Yep. The puck nightcrawlers through him. <laughs> and you're just like, what is this, man? Like you you expect better out of Devon Taves there. You that that coverage from Kale McCarr and Devon Taves does not give Ivan Prozvatov a chance to not make a save. It's yep. he, he's not even in the net. Yep. You don't no even you don't even give him a chance. Yeah. That's and and there's no blaming Prozvatov for that. Not for that one. No, you look at Devon Taves and you go, buddy, that yep. you just need you are positioned. You have to take one that job away. right there. Yeah. That one. That one bothers me. Yep. That one bothers me. The second one bothers me way less because there are things you don't like, and we're talking about the fourth line. Don't get scored on. That's a really nice play and a really nice finish, and I'm willing to just live with that. I'm willing to live with that. Again, because Olafson just can't get torched. That's the and, biggest and problem give, I have. They give you a matchup that you don't want. They have For sure. their. I don't know what Kalorn, they would, Carlson, I, I don't know what they would designate yeah. that line number as. But that's a pretty, you know, that's Alex Kalorn who had however many goals and points last year as a bunch. Yep. And the second overall pick in the most recent draft like those guys just torch some of your depth guys. Yeah. You that's a matchup and when you're on the road, you're going to get matchups like that. Shit happens. That's a that's a for me, that's good hockey. <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody for that. I'm just saying you guys outplayed us. Good work. Yep. The third goal. Uh, that's really tough. How do you sit? I'm just curious. Now, I know you couldn't do this to Patrick Waugh, but maybe Craig Billington. <laughs> could you sit in the back of the bus to the goaltender and go, buddy, we really needed a save on that one, or did you just keep it to yourself? No, no. I mean, honestly, I've seen guys. Goalies, no. Goalies know when they should have had it. And they'll be the first ones. And if they're not, they, they wouldn't be in the league. You know what I mean? Because, oh, it's always somebody's fault. Well, there's guys like that. Don't kid yourself. But, you know, they know. They'll be like, hey, listen, this one's on me. You know what I mean? This one's on me. You know, but then again, you nitpick it. And you're like, whoa, how can we go about where, you know, he can't shoot the way he did? And, you know what I mean? Forget about the outcome. Yeah. What could we have done better? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the goalie will say, yeah, that's on me. This one's on me. Then Patty would have said that. Hey. That's on me to make the save there. But, you know, let's, you know. How often did that happen? You know what? Believe it or not, like, he was very critical of his game. Yeah, absolutely. There wasn't a guy that blamed others. You know what I mean? Like, I swear, you know. No, I believe wasn't, you. Yeah. I, that's yeah. why he's the best ever. The fierce <laughs> competitor. But it, that's, it's, always, it's, it's always on, right? It's on the bus, on the plane. Now it's this a little more. You know what I mean, it's a little different, you know. I, you get it? I do. Okay. What is it? I don't know. No like idea. Something's rattling around. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeseburger stuck in there. <laughs> butt <it>, poopy fur. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shoot. And, and again, I don't. I don't want to take away from the parts of this game where Prozvatov played well. First period did a lot of good things. Dude, he really played well in the first period. But a lot of good. The third goal against is one that just can't go in on an NHL goal. Yeah. And when you're talking about a three goal league, yep, you have you score three. You yep. get to three first. <laughs> 
And when you have a three to- when you have a three two lead and that's the goal that you give up, it's crushing. Yep. And you can see the team respond to it because the Avs very good defensively the rest of the game. Yeah. Not so great in overtime. I'm not counting overtime. Three on three, oh, three is three on three. three. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three on three is its own monster. Um, but the abs responded defensively. They were very good. They just don't quite finish. And really, it's Ross Colton's lack of finish coming out of the box. Yep. That's the one where you're like, you needed that one. Yep. Really, really. He has John Gibson beat. <laughs> yeah. And that is, and credit to John Gibson, who absolutely gives it everything he fire. can. Yeah. Gives up three goals and is like, that's I'm it. Done yep. with this. The guy catches fire and he's great. He gets beat by Ross Colton on the breakaway move. Colton doesn't finish. Yep. And that's that ultimately ends up being the difference in your game because Leo Carlson certainly beats Ivan Prozvatov on pretty much the same move in the shootout. Yeah. And Carlson finished. He sure did. Had and a then, lot more to finish at, but <laughs> so you can't make a 20 goal score, a 50 goal score. It doesn't exist. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not bagging on Russ there. Hey, listen, I love him. All heart, but you can't make a 20 goal score, a 50 goal score. It doesn't exist. Yep. There's a difference there, right? You know, for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to do a butt poopy for a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> seems unlikely. <laughs> it's not my line. I'm using their line. That's a, that's a tough sell. No, I think that t shirt's a tough sell. No. Yeah, I'm not claiming it either. This is all I'm stealing it from you guys. I went on Twitter and I saw Rudo say it. I did. I did say it. Yep. I did say. It. I I only said it once though. You said it like twelve times. I'm just saying. But no, because I said I would. Because yeah. I like it. He likes it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a butt poopy fart, maybe actually talk about <laughs> something tasty and enjoyable, like illegal Pete's. All right, go get yourself some delicious Illegal Pete's burritos, Uh, fresh ingredients, amazing queso. You can get margaritas at happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. They're just awesome. They have 11 different locations here in Colorado, including one just a couple blocks from the bar. So maybe go pregame down at Illegal Pete's and come down for tomorrow's game on Sunday. Join us at the bar afterward for a a good time. Should be an enjoyable one, uh, hopefully, as the Avs try to bounce back from this. Uh, but check out your local Illegal Pete's today. Get in on that happy hour and some delicious burritos. And then, if you want to go to the game, you can hit up Game Time and go get the best prices on tickets out there. And when you sign up with the DNVR code, you get $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. You can wait till the day of the game to get last-minute deals. You can use the section selector to get a good chunk of change off. You can... What? Tiff's losing it over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't fall out of your chair when you get a chair at the arena from game time. Don't follow Tiff's lead. Uh, you can ton of great options. Even if it's not a sporting event, you can go over to game time and get tickets to concerts, get tickets to the theater, whatever it is you want to do. Go check out game time today. Download their app and join over 15 million people who get their tickets through game time. Uh, Third period, what? Do you guys ever go to the theater? Like the actual theater movies? Yeah. Not since elementary school. Not like movie there. theater. I mean like a like, oh, yeah. like a live action theater. I don't know that I've ever been on not like a field trip for school. Oh yeah. I've... I used to go to the Golden Playhouse. Oh, I also used to do that. I've seen them all on Broadway in New York. Long yeah, so that far, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It was. The Les Mis, look down, look down. 
Dear God, no, let me die. Something like that. I remember that. <laughs> let me is. Wow. <laughs> Between, very between Eric repetitively saying butt poopy fart and then <laughs> talking, about, Les Mis, yeah, yeah. talking about Les Mis on Broadway, I, this pod has, got range. <laughs> this pod has produced some surprises. You asked me if I've ever been to the theater, right? Yeah, no, I was curious. <laughs> I, played on, I lived on Broadway. That's all we did. I, I, I got called up to do a, I got called up to do like a rain dance when I was like seven or something. And then. It, there was a gigantic blizzard the very next week, so my parents stopped taking me to the theater, and then we moved to Texas, so blizzard stopped anyway. Well, the, uh, the Ame Ame song, is that the is that the rain dance that you did? Bro, I was like seven. I really don't remember. I could have even been seven. I might have been eight, six, five. I have no idea. Yeah, well, which I guess that's not really a rain dance song. That's just a Japanese song Ooh, about the rain. I was definitely 10 because it happened in 1997. I'm happy for you. Boom. <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> uh, anyway. anyway. Of course, of course, Megan loves the theater because she loves drama. <laughs> she seems so sweet and innocent, but I tell you what, if I've ever, if I've ever mentioned a reality show, she just lights up. <laughs> oh, it's Megan. See, the, I can't read. You know the that. only thing that makes that Megan more someone. excited than drama is Pioneers Hockey. <laughs> Who's hockey? Pioneers. Oh. Well, DU Pioneers. action. Mm-hmm. Two wins tonight. Uh, look, the Avs get a point out of this game. They really do play pretty well in the third period, even if they don't yeah. get the finish. Uh, overtime and, is and what it is. They, they were okay in overtime. I don't think they were terrible. They probably gave up the biggest chance that goes off the post. Yeah. But. They don't lose the game in overtime. It was frust- I, th- I think overtime was more frustrating because we're just looking at Colorado's special talent. Doing you're nothing. looking at yeah. Anaheim's not special talent, at least not yet in yeah. the case of Leo Carlson. And you're looking at Colorado's best players. Like You're talking about players who have reached the mountaintop in the NHL. Yeah. They are the elite of the elite who have accomplished something. Not just these like regular season warriors that you have in Edmonton. Like guys who have done some, have hardware. Right, and you're looking at them, and you're going, "Please, please do something cool." What? And please, and and not Miko Ranton and trying to go one v two, one v three, losing the puck, and you know, like, dude, like, just I don't know how else to uh, elucidate it than just say, "Do something cool." I can do something special. Just be better. You are better. Be better. I can live with the top guys. Attempting to make a good play and it not working. I struggle to live with Nathan McKinnon or Miko Rantanen firing a shot from beyond the circles that misses the net entirely and goes the other way. They're just, they should be better than that. Yeah. And they get away with those. Yeah, totally. The puck comes out to and, the neutral and zone. Caves and, is there. Yeah, and like, the Tushkin yeah. picks it up and is like, let's try it again. And instead of being like, and... This has long frustrated me. Long, long-time listeners of the pod will know that I think the Avalanche are a nightmare in 3v3 because they play dumb, selfish hockey. Yep. They don't get the format is about you have to... Abusing the open space. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And like you see McKinnon's like, I'm going one on everybody. And he's like, it's Nate versus the world, baby. And this is one thing that I think all that ice time drills into them. Yep. If it's not us, it's nobody. Yep. And... It was frustrating. to. I wanted to see more of Jonathan Duran and Ryan Johansson. Even if you go down with the ship with those guys. 
Take as you said, taking some of that ice time away, it tells those guys you're not getting you're not getting it done. And in overtime, I'm not pick I'm I'm not I'm not choosing it to send a message. I'm not benching them, but I'm not continuing to okay, every other shift, you guys go back out there and do it. I want to see some of the other guys because yeah. you are telling those guys, I got you. You go go reward this. Go yeah. do something for me. And uh, Jonathan Duran especially was a guy that I thought had a little bit of something tonight. Yep. I mean, that guy on a four check. Just murked a guy. Bodied a man, <laughs> took a puck, and then it ended up in a shot on goal and a save and an offensive zone faceoff. Yep. That's him doing his job. Yep. If it weren't for a bad offside by Tomas Tatar, he had speed around one guy and he might have been able to make a little bit of a... See what that guy gives you in three on three. His shootout move certainly wasn't special. No, it was not great. I I know that there's going to be all the second guessing about oh Duran in the shootout, but like who's the third guy? <clears throat> I it feels obvious to be like anybody but him after it doesn't work. But like okay, I mean I don't McKinnon and Ranton and then didn't do anything special either on their shootout. Definitely so. not about to criticize Jared Bednar for his shootout guys. Yeah. Because two of them are very obvious and the third guy is a pick'em. Yep. It's not established. We have no idea. Hopefully we don't have to see it again. But like, whatever. I'm just saying overtime, I would have loved to see some just a different combination or two. Not maybe not Ryan Johansson so much, just because he's so slow. The SS Rajo is not going to like the, all the <laughs> You know. Well, anyway, somebody said it's a skills competition. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not negative on the law. It's a law. It's not a loss. It's, I always say, listen, mm. I've been in those rooms like you win in the shootout. Like, honestly, you're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two points like, for a yeah, tie. Yeah, there's no like. Yeah. Miley Cyrus party in the USA. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe, more like maybe yeah. that's what the league is missing. Yeah, more Miley. It, you just feel like eh, it's weird. And when you lose in a shootout, trust me, it's not like for real. We lost. It's weird. Like it's like we didn't lose the game. It's, it's a skills yeah. competition. So of course, it doesn't exist in playoffs. And and neither does that three o three overtime crap. Because uh, I am a purist, so you know I don't like it. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, on, hold on. No, what? Should there be ties? I don't know. I, I play in the narrow with those ties, man. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, I mean, it is what it it's is. It's a better take than I usually get on that question. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. Like, I'm like, whatever. But, again. Ties I, are un-American. <laughs> I knew he was going to yell at that. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. I'm it's sorry. not the end of the world. Like, I'm not saying this is the end of the world. But, you know, the, I, I know I knew you were going to talk about it. But the, the more concerning thing is, is, is Kale McCart. Yeah, right? we're, you know? we're about exactly. to get to it. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not worried about the rest. The rest is... We're nitpicking in a sense, but it's, but it's we're an not overtime loss over in one game, or whatever you call this thing. It's fine. Yes, it's not a big deal. We're saying, but how can you bring it where it doesn't go to overtime? You know what I mean? You close the game out. I don't yeah. care if it's three one in the first. You're still up by win two. The game. You should win the game. That's yep. it. That's it. Yep. Obviously, I don't even think you can be that upset with the road trip so far. Oh. If this is different and they just lose to Arizona and then you get two points from winning the game tonight. I, I've i said it so many times on this podcast, but statistically speaking, back-to-back OTLs is the same as winning one game. Yep. It's not in the standings because you don't get a, a, a row. Evs aren't exactly desperate for rows right now either. Right, but also you don't want to give up that gap that sure. you've built. And, and like you need to, you're not making the postseason with 30 points. 
You still have to keep banking those, you know. It's true. But if they win, if they win tomorrow, and this is why, this is why losing tonight puts big pressure. Because if they win tomorrow, you're you get four, four out of you get four out of six. Outstanding trip. And you're feeling like great. We beat the best team that we played on that trip. You come home with confidence. You come home feeling sexy. You come home listening to Miley, and it's all good. <laughs> Can we make our pod thing more Miley? I just would prefer that. Whatever you want. More Miley. <laughs> the Nuggets have all the Nuggets are good, and we don't have all the abs are good, so I just want more Miley. <laughs> we can have an abs shirt that says more Miley. Is this the Miles Wood shirt, low-key? More Miles? Yeah. All right. More Wood. <laughs> We're getting into dangerous territory. <laughs> it's after midnight, so... <laughs> Yeah, true. DNVR <laughs> After Dark did start <laughs> 71 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, with Bub Hoopy Fart, I mean, we were pretty into it. So. But as, as you mentioned, Eric, I, I would happily take a 8 to nothing loss tomorrow if that would guarantee that Kale would be back. Yeah, obviously the main, main takeaway from this long term is what's up with Kale. Yep. I'm excited for Sam Malinsky tomorrow. I'm obviously jumping the gun on this, but if he wasn't good enough to play, I can't overtime, imagine he's going to play tomorrow. Yeah, I can imagine them being like, our schedule is very game heavy coming mm-hmm. up. Giving him tomorrow off, travel day, you know, Monday, Monday obviously off. Like he gets two days off. Maybe he's good enough to go for Tuesday. You're thinking about next week. You're not worried about too much tomorrow. Whatever happens tomorrow. And, hey, give Sam Malinsky a shot. <laughs> and I would also just say, if you put Devon Taves on your top power play unit, you might see a little bit of more Miko. Because <laughs> that left-handed pass yeah. going that way yeah. instead of pushing it to the right to McKinnon. Maybe it's a little easier. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Eric, do you have thoughts? Is it easier for a left-handed point man to go out to the right or off to the left? Because this is part of my Kale. This is my part of my theory with Kale and ranting in on the top power play unit is that him being right-handed he has to open up so much of his body to pass it over there that it's telegraphed so badly that it it takes some of it away but you got a guy like Kel that can just dish it on his back end right i mean most a lot of guys can't yeah or it's not going to be precise kale is precise you know what i mean so i just would like it more to go to that side nothing against McKinnon goes, oh, what a oh, shot course. last game. You're talking I about just, a 50 goal uh, score versus a 40 goal score. I'm just saying, like, those guys I like to good. go on that side more, and, and I like to come from the middle up top. I mean, up top, mm-hmm. as we've seen in these yeah. last eight nine games with Val in front, tips and goes in. So I like those two options better than the McKinnon option. Mm-hmm. So if that was your question, right? Is yeah, that, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it easier for a left-handed guy in the but middle of the ice to give it to Miko versus it, a right-handed it, guy? It, it is easier because you're going to go like this and then, you know, it, you can fake going left and then pass the right, but as a righty, it's a little different. You know what yeah. I mean? So Just the physics and, of it take a little longer yeah. and anything that takes a little longer means you've lost that the, space has been closed. The, yeah. the art of deception is a big part of power play it is. success. It is. It is. All right. That's a fair question. I would say. Just a curiosity thing. No, maybe no, I maybe agree. it makes no difference. No, but it does I don't make know. a difference. It and does. This is not to say Devon isn't a good shooter. He's a good shooter, but he's not Kale McCarr. No. So there might be a little bit less of sometimes when Kale's out there on the power play, he passes it back and forth to those guys and finally says, okay, you guys won't shoot. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> might, maybe a little bit less of that with Devon up at the top. Yeah. 
I will I will say my the Makar health is definitely your biggest top, concern. Your of top tonight. takeaway yeah. from this. Even if you lose tomorrow and you go, we got two out of six points on the the road trip. It's a it's an unsuccessful road trip. We're bummed about it. This could have been better. We were a couple overtimes, a shootout, whatever, away from having four out of six. We left points on the table. This is a disappointment, a bummer. But if Kale McCarr is healthy, you're going, we're good. Yep. If Kale McCarr is not healthy and he's going to miss some time and this becomes the 10 games that he misses every year, you're you're not liking that because you're about to get to a portion of your schedule where you play every other day. You play constantly. Yep. You can't have the injuries start right when you start to play constantly. Have the injuries three weeks ago when you had two days off all the damn time. Yep. I'm just saying that would annoy me. <laughs> the universe got jokes, so this is probably what we're in for. All right. I think we can wrap this one up here. Uh, yeah. We do have one super chat to get to. Uh, $10 from Melanie who says, it's a bummer, but it is what it is. And in less than 24 hours, they have to play again. Go Avalanche, get some rest and turn it around. Time to turn it up. Yeah, in 18 hours. To, to that point, the Avalanche have been uncommonly good in the second games of back-to-backs over the last three seasons. Like, absurdly good. <laughs> like, not like, oh, they're 10-7. and seven. Like, they're like 18-2 and two or some yeah, shit. It's, like, it's pretty been, outrageous. They've been unbelievably good in this situation. They've got their number one goalie going tomorrow. If you were ever looking at Alexander Georgiev and going, all right, big fella, you're going to steal a game for us. <laughs> Go it's get, this one. This is why it's, we didn't play you against Anaheim. Exactly. Because if you play Georgiev against Anaheim and the exact same game plays out, you probably win tonight. <laughs> yep. You probably win tonight and you probably win in regulation. Probably. You can't make those certainties. But probably. Life doesn't work that way. But probably. You know it's DNVR after dark when I'm just getting messages like this randomly on my phone at the end of the show. Long live dick butt. <laughs> I don't think you're going to understand Jesus. what that is. Such a classic. <laughs> I want to get a... That's, that's my next tattoo. <laughs> Where are you going to get it? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm going to get it on my forehead. <laughs> we are getting out of here. We are brought to you by Shady Rays. You can go get yours so you can wear sunglasses at night so you can see like the Blues Brothers or, you know, actually use them for their intended purpose like when you're driving in and when you live east of where you work so you drive directly into the sun all the time but i mean i guess normal people wouldn't do that if they lived east but not the point the point is shady rays has dope sunglasses when you get two pairs or more with the dnvr code you get 50 percent off your order what you kind of talked yourself into a butt poopy far corner right there i did it's That's, pretty normal you said it four times now he's beat me four three <laughs> i think you've said it more not than keep, three i'm not keeping score but <laughs> you're you're the abs and i'm all the other teams hang on <laughs> we're out of here before we say something even stupider. Uh, we're back tomorrow for another game, another go. Uh, I think we'll be doing a watch along too. There's no way the Nuggets play three days in a row. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, oh, I'm so ready for some other thing. The Broncos play, they're in Houston. They play at like 11 a.m. Um, or whatever. Yeah, they'll be done. They'll be done. S- so They play at six here, right? Yeah. Uh, did they change the game tomorrow no, to no, prime us, time? Us six. Us, oh, us, yes. Us, I was yes. like, no, they didn't. We appreciate y'all hanging out even when the Avs have silly losses. We'll be back here for the next one, and we'll talk to you then. We all silly like the mayor. 